Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It is not that we are smarter. I have said this many, many times. When we take a look at an issue, we take a look at a subject, and we understand it. This, very often, when we see something coming down the road that everybody else is shocked and stunned by, what do you mean X, Y, Z happened? We already knew it. And it's not because we're smarter. All right, we, we may be. But the truth is, I don't believe that to be true. I believe what happens is that we're more honest. We are more honest about what is happening, what it is that's going on. We don't convince ourselves something is true because of, of ideology. Conservatism. The reason I'm a conservative. You look at the world the way it is. You look at the reality the way it is, not the way you want it to be. That's a dream. And people who then want to turn their dreams into reality can go about working it through reality, or they could try and force everybody to bend to the will of their fantasy. That's authoritarianism. The authoritarian believes that they know the better way, and if you would just go along with them, it would be better, but you won't go along with them, so they do it by force because they truly believe that they're right. These are abusive, nasty people who don't believe in your freedom, who don't believe in your ability to to go about your life the way you see fit. Only they know what is best. Those people don't believe in reality. They believe somehow that they are anointed. We see this in the political left time and again, where they believe they have a secret knowledge. Barry Weiss talked about this when resigning from the New York Times. Uh, David Mamet has an entire book about this, A Secret Knowledge. Oh, is that a good book? A must read. They believe that they are touched on the head by God with the secret knowledge, the secret power, the secret understanding, and they have to share it with you. But you're not very bright. You can only take it piecemeal. And sometimes it can't be explained to you. You simply have to be told what it is to do, you know, for your own good. Just like we see from the political left, they want us to believe something that isn't real. They want us to believe that your eyes, your ears, your mind, they don't work. No matter what you think about Joe Biden, they want you to believe that Joe Biden is popular. Popular. You're gonna be popular. That's right. Show tunes. What? You want to fight about it? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What are you doing, fool? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Call in. Feel free. Would love to talk to you on the Twitter Xbox at Tony Katz. Tony at TonyKatz.com. I'll open up the chat room at TonyKatz.com in just a, a moment. They want you to believe that Joe Biden is popular. The problem is Joe Biden is not popular. His policies are not popular. They talk about his landmark legislation. Oh, look at all the legislation that he's passed. It's not good legislation, and your life isn't better because of it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, no, it's the real life. It's the real world. The opinion is that the policies are good. The real world knows that the policies have not worked out. 
I love that Axios uh, had a had a story today. Uh, do I do I have it? Here it is. Uh, I, I knew I kept it. Federal deficit unexpectedly set to double this year. What do you mean unexpectedly? How much spending was there? How much money did we take in? Whatever the shortfall was, that's the deficit. Deficits are year to year. Debt is the accumulation. There's the difference. Um, if you spent more. Then you brought in, well, then by definition, you're going to have a deficit. $2 trillion worth of deficit. Ah, that's a lot of spending. That's a whole bunch of spending. But remember, these are also the people who wanted to tell you how Joe Biden brought down the deficit. He never brought down the deficit. If you were engaged in multi-trillions of dollars of spending because of COVID, and then that spending was over, well, then you weren't going to run as big of a deficit because you weren't spending as much money, borrowing as much money. That's not reducing the deficit. It's like Joe Biden created jobs. Joe Biden has not created a job. What job? Name me one. Exactly. You can't. We don't have as many jobs as we had when we shut down society for COVID, something they desperately want to do again. I'll get into that. It's all been a lie. It's all been a lie. And you know it. And yet they keep telling you that everything is great. From Television City in Hollywood. Things are just terrific. Oh, the money's coming in. The jobs are everywhere. The border's secure. China's not a threat. And if Michael would just stop being so dang militant, everything would be great. But it's not. And you know it. You know that you are being lied to. Well, one of the things they keep telling us is that the Republican Party is a mess. And Joe Biden's popularity will translate into election victory. There's another lie that's told. Sorry, it's a lie. Only Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. Now, I want to be clear. I have issues with the idea that Trump can beat Biden in a general election. I have said that. I I don't lie to you. I've also said that if Biden, I'm sorry, if if Trump is the nominee, I'll vote for him. Yes, there are four indictments. Yes, there are a whole bunch of other issues. I I get it. I get it. There are issues with Joe Biden. The issues with Joe Biden are worse. Because the issues with Trump are all ego-related. The issues with Biden affect how I raise my children, how I feed my family, how I take care of my wife, and I think taking care of my wife is a very, very important subject. So I rank the things and I have determined that amongst these two very flawed men, Trump gives me more policies that allow me to lead a better life. There's my answer. That is the way I do everything. What do you do? You base it on emotion? You base it on on love? On on whether or not you're infatuated? I'm not voting for a boyfriend. I'm not voting for a husband. I'm voting for a president. I don't actually give two holy dangs about their personal life per se. You know, in in you know, in a, in a way, a matter of speaking, there are people out there who I think are indecent, 
But if I have to deal with indecent and indecent, I got to pick the most indecent person who will do the most for me or the least indecent person who will do the most for me. There you go. I got to deal with the reality. The world the way it is, not the way I want it to be. And fantasy, I believe, is saying that Trump is the only guy who can win a general election. I don't believe that to be true. Um, the data is starting to bear me out. In a conversation we have had here from the beginning, what I stated was there are multiple, multiple members of the Republican Party, people running for president, who can beat Joe Biden. What I said was, the vast majority of people on that debate stage can beat Joe Biden. This, I think, is undoubtedly true. Now there is a poll. CNN, conducted by a group called SSRS. The poll states that if Trump and Biden engaged in a matchup in a general election, Trump 47, Biden 46. I know, I know what you're saying. Tony, you don't believe in polls. Well, you got me there. Tony, it's just one poll. Yeah, you got me there too. Look at the numbers. Because that's the conversation. The people who told us that Biden has a successful economy, a successful foreign policy, that Biden is so smart, his ability to understand the issues is so great. That guy can't beat a guy who has been indicted four times, is banging porn stars, and Lord only knows what documents he was selling to the Russians. He wasn't selling documents to the Russians, but you know what they're talking about and how they talk about things, so I was going with it. That guy beats Mr. Wonderful. No, not Paul Orndorff, Joe Biden. But we're not done. In the same poll. DeSantis 47, Biden 47. See, it proves that Donald Trump would do better against Biden than Ron DeSantis. Oh, you people make me want to drink. It's not what it proves at all. If that's the case, that we're going to say that that Trump would do better than DeSantis because Trump is 47-46 and DeSantis is 47-47, why don't we then vote for Nikki Haley, the former ambassador to the UN, the former governor of South Carolina, because it's Haley 49, Biden 43. Don't tell me that DeSantis can't and Trump can based on these numbers because if you're going by the numbers it's clear that we have to vote for Nikki Haley 49-43 she's the highest she's the highest Trump and DeSantis are the same numbers at 47% Mike Pence 46 Joe Biden 44 um, Biden, 44, Pence, 46. The Trump supporter hates Mike Pence. And the Biden supporter will tell you that Mike Pence is anti-gay every day. 
How in the world does that even happen? I happen to like Mike Pence personally, not just because he's an Indiana guy, not just because this show that I started on 93.1 FM WIBC was the show that Mike Pence used to host. Um, He's got the toughest road. I've said so many times. I've been very clear about this. This dude has the toughest road. He's ahead of Biden. Tim Scott, 46. Joe Biden, 44. Chris Christie, 44. Joe Biden, 42. Oh, my. Chris Christie. Bridgegate, give me the beach to myself. Let's fight over an ice cream cone, Christy. 44, Biden 42. Guys, have you started drinking yet? Because I can recommend all kinds of bourbon for this insanity. What did we say? We said the vast majority of people on the debate stage can beat Joe Biden. I say the vast majority because it's Biden 46, Ramaswamy 45. Now, before we get that too twisted, we should also be clear that amongst the names I just gave, Ramaswamy is probably the most least known. Although he's had a lot of people talking about him over the past 45 days. And one could argue that not many people know Senator Tim Scott. And he's 46, 44 over Biden. But I think the the name ID has something to do with it. Because if you don't say it's a name ID, well, then how about we call it a debate performance where while Ramaswamy uh, did well and took he took the most hits but was able to deliver the most punches, he also comes across as smarmy. He does. He does. Him and Pete Buttigieg, to me, come across the same exact way. Just, ugh. And I saw this dude, I saw Vivek uh, speak in Indiana at an, at an event about ESG and other things. He, he was very good. Same style, same presentation. He's, he's very good at it. Um, but I don't think that debate performance was as great as maybe he thought that debate performance was. But all of this goes to a much larger conversation. The vast majority of candidates can beat Joe Biden. Why? Because we're honest with each other. Reality matters, not what we are told. And the reality states that Joe Biden is not popular. The reality states that the economy is not working. The reality states that gas prices are going up. The reality states that the vast majority of Americans don't want to wear masks or get locked down. The reality states that we are not properly handling the threat of China. The reality states that the Inflation Reduction Act is only good for people who are radical ideologues and isn't good for you. The reality states that you want your daughter to be able to play soccer and not lose their spot to a boy who claims they're a girl. The reality also states that men are not women and women are not men, but we'll save that for another time. This poll is about reality. And this has the political left apoplectic I actually have exclusive audio of uh, Anderson Cooper and the rest of the CNN team seeing this poll. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they kind of lost it. Everybody can spin this the way they want, and I, I can't stop them. But what does it say to you? You're not crazy. 
They're lying to you. And America is not buying in. Let's keep it that way. I'm Tony Katz. You're 58 now. If you win second term, as you and the president are running to do, he would be 86 at the end of it. The Wall Street Journal had a poll showing two-thirds of Democrats say Joe Biden is too old to run again. Are you prepared to be commander-in-chief? Yes, I am, if necessary. But Joe Biden is going to be fine. And let me tell you something. I work with Joe Biden every day. The work that, under Joe Biden's leadership, our administration has accomplished is transformative. I think the American... Is it transformative? Or is that just a word you know, so you said it? I'm going to go with, that's just a word you know, so you said it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Oh, what a great insurance policy. Are you sure you want to impeach uh, uh, Joe Biden? Are you sure? Are Are you sure you're sure? Because you impeach... Joe Biden, this is what you get. (laughs) Ah. Maybe people will be like, yeah, I don't even want this to begin with. Maybe we don't want this problem. I I, I would only hope. Uh, No word uh, on that yet. Uh, I do want to get into... uh, Donald Trump uh, going after DeSantis on COVID and and then his theory about why he never didn't fire uh, Dr. Fauci. He couldn't fire Fauci because I think I think that's a a, a a pretty worthy story. I also want to get into this um, level of uh, the, the, not this level, but this what's the word I'm looking for? This indictment that supposedly might come against Hunter Biden. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, buying into that and i'll explain why but gm has made an offer trying to avert the strike from the united auto workers 10 percent wage increases and 5500 dollars ratification bonuses now the uaw the the head of that uh sean fain he is looking for 40% pay increases, cost of living increases, uh, much bigger uh, uh, retirement benefit increases, specifically health care. 32-hour work week. So what GM has offered is a four-year wage increase, the largest one in decades. 10%. The 46,000 UAW workers represented by, G, uh, by the UAW. The 46,000 workers represented by the UAW regarding General Motors alone, that would be 10%. Newer employees would be eligible for up to a 56% increase in wages over the four years of the deal. Um, Not only a $5,500 ratification bonus, but a $6,000 one-time inflation recognition payment and $5,000 in inflation protection bonuses over the lifetime of the agreement. It's like a signing bonus. I have no idea if this is going to appease anybody. This is Tony Katz today.
Real quick, Ellie, as Evan said, a sitting president, his Justice Department, likely indicting and trying to take to trial his son, the president's son. Yeah, Dana, DOJ has given me whiplash on this one because six weeks ago they were they did walk into court and they were ready to get rid of this case for a misdemeanor and dismiss the gun charge. Now they're about to indict him for a felony gun charge, which would likely carry jail time if there's a conviction. The only conclusion that I think is consistent with all this is that the whistleblowers were right, that initially DOJ was ready to go in there and give this deal away cheaply. And when the political pressure amped up, DOJ did a complete 180. Uh, and now they've appointed, they've made David Weiss special counsel, and now they're bringing an indictment. You're right and you're wrong all at the same time, Ellie Honig of CNN. Because um, the whiplash is that David Weiss is not to be trusted. And he wasn't going to bring charges against Hunter Biden. He was going to avoid the tax uh, charges altogether. But then the whistleblowers came out and the political pressure was too much. And he had to uh, engage in these misdemeanors. You would not get the misdemeanor. You'd be in jail today. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. Head on over to TonyKatz.com. The chat room is open. Be a part of it. Would love to hear from you. T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, TonyKatz.com. But part of the problem here is that Ellie Honig is not being honest about the fact that David Weiss should never be special counsel. Special counsel has to come from outside the government. David Weiss was already the U.S. attorney in Delaware. That's inside the government. This is all nonsense from the beginning. Who trusts David Weiss? The piece from Andrew McCarthy over at Fox News. Hunter Biden's expected indictment. Never forget, they think we're idiots. This has to do with the fact that that David Weiss has come out to say that he is going to the grand jury to see if there is an indictment against Hunter Biden for the gun charge. The gun charge was a part of the plea deal. The gun charge comes from Hunter Biden lying on a federal form. He lied on Form 4473 about drug use when purchasing a firearm. Uh, pretty sure that's a felony. Pretty sure you go to jail for that. Rapper Kodak Black went to jail for that. Now, don't get me wrong. Kodak Black, not my guy, has done a, uh, has a lot of weird things in his history. But he didn't get a, a, a deal that would give him pretrial diversion. That was Hunter's deal. Misdemeanor on the taxes, pretrial diversion on the gun charge, and it's done. As I have always felt, and you guys know this, we've talked about it. The plea deal, the sweetheart plea deal, which of course was sweetheart and everybody knows it. You know it. The guy in the car next to you knows it. Everybody knows it. Sweetheart plea deal. Look at everyone shaking their head. Look around you. Yeah, of course. Everyone knows it. Doesn't matter where we come from. Doesn't matter socioeconomic status. Doesn't matter anything. Everyone's like, yeah, that. That's a sweetheart deal. The sweetheart deal, as I see it, was about trying to get one over on the judge. If you'll remember, the judge in this case, she asked a question as as Hunter Biden appeared in court. Hey, uh, Department of Justice, um, this uh, this plea deal, does this make Hunter Biden immune from future charges? And Hunter Biden's team said, harumph, 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 of course it does, harumph. There was a lot lot of harumphing. 
the DOJ, who I believe at that moment realized they had been caught in the lie, and knowing that they couldn't lie to the judge, said, um, no, no, no. No, uh, as, as, as a matter of fact, uh, look, if, if, they, if, there are, if there are charges uh, to, to bring against Hunter Biden in, in, in the future, um, we will do that. And Hunter's lawyers went nuts. OMG, are you kidding me right now? No, uh, no, no one's kidding you. If there are future charges to bring, we, we, will, we will bring them. You're a phony. All right, they went crazy. Yelling at the DOJ. The will will end this deal right now. What is what is that? What, that's what Hunter Biden's team said. It's like what? That doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't even make any sense. The plea deal is a dream, and you're going to end it. You're not going to end anything. Well, of course, no deal was came to be. But I believe that the plan was a wink and a nod between Hunter's lawyers and the DOJ lawyers that, look, we'll get this done and then we'll make the claim that it covers everything and you'll never, no one will hear from us again and that'll be it. And that got blown up by the judge. Well, now David Weiss, who should never be special counsel, has come out to say that they are going to have to seek through the grand jury an indictment. Not because he cares about the gun charge, but because the law compels him to. Just like the whistleblowers from the IRS compelled him to put forth a misdemeanor charge on the two uh, counts of, was it tax fraud, not paying the taxes, something taxes? The law dictates that he has to at least try, try to get an indictment. And that's exactly what he's going to do. Try. People have taken this story and said, oh, Hunter Biden's going to get indicted. I believe by September 29th, an indictment has to come down or else it's, it's, it's over. I believe that's it. I believe that September 29th, if there's no indictment, well, then it's, it's over and it's done and it's finished. So now he's like, well, we got to get this done by September 29th. David Weiss was the U.S. attorney before being special counsel, which he's not allowed to do. He could have brought these charges at any time. As Andrew McCarthy writes, if David Weiss actually wanted to indict Hunter Biden on the gun, he would have indicted Hunter on the gun years ago. Today, as ever, he's just stalling. And this is exactly where I'm at. What makes anybody think that an indictment is actually going to come? Why would you think that? Why would you believe that these people are playing fair, playing decent, playing honest, playing respectable? These people believe in a two-tier justice system. These people don't go after their friends. And let's not forget that David Weiss worked hand-in-hand with Bo Biden, the late brother of Hunter, the son of the president. Let us remember That it was David Weiss who did not bring the tax charges until the whistleblower showed up. He has no intention of going after this criminal named Hunter Biden. And Hunter Biden is a criminal. 
There's no expectation there. There's no want there. He doesn't want it. And the reason David Weiss was made special counsel is so you could say, look, the special counsel's office or the special counsel this, did this, did that, didn't see that, and decided not to prosecute. Look, uh, Garland appointed a special counsel. You don't get more independent than that. David Weiss isn't independent. David Weiss isn't allowed to be special counsel. This is a ruse. And it is set up because they, as McCarthy points out, hate you and they think you're stupid. That you, that somehow we won't have this conversation and we will not engage in this honest back and forth about what it is that's really happening. What's really happening is there is absolutely nothing that shows that an indictment will come. And what is happening is that the two-tier justice system has a real opportunity to solidify itself in the minds of the American people. Someone had pointed out when I was talking about this this polling, the CNN poll, that shows Trump beating Biden in a general 47-46. And it shows DeSantis and Biden tied at 47. And it shows Haley beating uh, Biden 49-43. It shows Mike Pence and Tim Scott both beating Biden 46-44. It shows... Uh, Chris Christie beating Biden 44-42. It shows Ramaswamy losing to Biden. Well, Tony, that's just some polling. Uh, Republicans don't have to just beat Biden. They have to beat the media and this and that and the other. Please don't tell me things I know. Tell me things I don't know. We all understand the level of fix that is in. We all understand that there's no faith to be had in mainstream media and cable news. There is no faith to be had in the New York Times or the Washington Post to be honest brokers. Culture? You think culture is being an honest broker about what it is Joe Biden's doing? If culture... Celebrity culture, music culture, pop culture, however you want to describe it, was honest. Wouldn't they say, hey, we like Democrats, but damn, this dude is old. Let's get somebody else. If they were honest, they'd say, look, the issue with Kamala Harris is not that she's black. It's that she's a dope. She's just not bright. She's never been bright. She ran a terrible campaign for president. She's a moron. If we were honest, we would say this. But when you say that, oh, it's just because you're a racist. You think I give a good holy you-know-what if you call me a name? Screw off and with your names. The facts are the facts. Kamala Harris is a dope. She's not bright. She has no mind, no vision. Well, she's she's pro-abortion. Oh, okay. As long as she's got that covered, I guess nothing else actually matters. If culture were honest, if, 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 if the Democratic, uh, I should say progressive culture was honest, they'd say, yeah, we can't have Biden. Let's just vote for a different Democrat. And they would have already selected somebody. Instead of lying to us and telling us how, everything great, how great everything is, when, of course, it is not great. Because it is not great. But I understand that we're up against a fight against all these things. The last thing I need to do is be reminded. Although I don't mind. Sometimes people just want to vent and I should, I should um, you know, be more respectful of that. Oh, winning is, is an extremely difficult thing to do when you're surrounded by people who lie and will do anything to uphold the lie. 
It is with that that I come back to this story about Hunter Biden. Why would I ever believe that this uh, indictment is going to happen? I don't believe it's going to happen. I don't believe there's going to be an indictment. I believe that Hunter Biden will walk. Now, what I hope to be is very wrong. Because maybe it'll give me some faith that, yes, indeed, the system can work. And then you'll say to me, well, Tony, he only did it. David Weiss only did it and pushed the grand jury uh, because he was forced into it. He He was pressured into it. Well, that's a great reminder of the work we have to keep doing every day. Now, isn't it? That we are not off the clock. That we have work to do. The importance of winning elections. I love it. Every day I get another phone call. I get another tweet. I get another uh, message. Well, Tony, you don't understand. The fix is in. Everybody's corrupt, man. You can't. Then, Then why do you even bother? If the fix is in, what's the point of voting for Trump? The fix is in. If the fix is in, what is the point of trying at all? It's over at that moment, right? That's what you're saying. You can't say the fix is in and therefore I have to vote one way or I have to do one thing. No. How about this? If we don't do anything, we clearly lose. So let's keep up pressure. Let's keep up being honest. Let's keep uh, being very, very impactful in the radio places and the social media places and the new media places like Rumble. You can follow me at Tony Katz. Let's keep doing that. Let's keep dismissing cable news. Let's keep mocking Joy Reid. Let's keep shaming Nicole Wallace. And Nicole Wallace deserves some shame. Did you hear this? Nicole Wallace of MSNBC. Oh, she used to be uh, in in the McCain world, and now she's this person. Supposed to be that repudiation. She won yeah. by 11 points. Right. And what I find so perverse in all of this, the dark, dark comedy of it all, is that they're impeaching her on the grounds that she promised to save democracy in Wisconsin. The reason yeah. for it, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, look, to your point, th- this is my, it is not the Democratic Party's fault that we're here, but they're the only ones that can save us. And the Democratic Party's response to all the voter suppression laws is, well, we'll just, we'll just educate our voters, we'll turn them out. It's to, it's to adjust, it's to adapt. And that's what the brain does, right? When it's, when it's hit, it adapts, it makes adjustments. Right. But it seems like it's a good moment to go to the country with this bigger argument about the Republican Party and in terms of numbers as the largest anti-democratic force on the planet. Not the mullahs, the hardliners and the clerics of Iran, not the Taliban, not ISIS, not Hamas, not Hezbollah, not Boko Haram, not the regime in North Korea, not uh, Xi Jinping and the, and the Politburo and the Chinese Communist Party, not Vladimir Putin and his henchmen, not Nicolas Maduro and his gang. No, the Republican Party. That's today's Democrat. That's today's progressive. Why would I believe at all there's going to be an indictment? The indictment shows that it's possible to apply enough pressure to these people that maybe we don't have a two-tiered system. This is how they think. This is madness. And that pressure gets more exerted if you win. I'm only about the winning. Not about the personalities. I'm about the winning. So yes, everybody's against us. Now get in the car and let's go fight. I'm Tony Katz.
Social media is a dumpster fire. And the people who are, I, I don't know why they're even popular on there. They're ridiculous. This is Matt Iglesias. Uh, Matt Iglesias um, is commenting on a post from Mike Huckabee, remember former governor of Arkansas? Uh, warning, Huckabee warns that if Trump's legal problems prevent him from winning in 2024, it's going to be the last American election that will be decided by ballots rather than bullets, which is a rough thing to say. Iglesias responds, I know conservatives have more guns, but in the end, I think their advanced age and worst physical fitness are going to give libs the win in the civil war they keep fantasizing about. Um, um, I... First, just just for the matter of clarity, um, please stop thinking that the left isn't discussing the idea of, of civil war um, and the insanity and wanting to destroy the political right and wanting to put the, the political right in re-education camps and, and the series of things that have been mentioned, discussed, and, you know, they, they should be imprisoned and, and they should be mocked and, and shamed and, and re-educated. You've heard that before regarding, you know, uh, Trump and, and voting for Trump. They're too old and they're too fat. I know the conservatives have more guns. It it ends there, wouldn't it? Wouldn't the statement end there? I know the conservatives have more guns. I mean, if someone's talking civil war, boop, just put a. D- does the left think they're going to win with pitchforks? I don't know what they're thinking. I don't. Only on social media does this exist. In every other corner of of society, people look at you and go, "Shut up." I'm Tony Katz.